It's George Edmondson. You'll be having uh, Thomas and Kitchen to have ten shots each. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kyle Bartley with a header from Johnson. Hello, this is Gavin. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook podcast. Uh, the regular season is done for the last large percentage of you. Not for me. I've still got playoff football ahead for me. Time for some reflection on anti-post, though. Let's take a deep dive look ahead at the playoff action as well. Joining me to do that, as always, um, he thought he was on his holidays. He's already resting on the beach, but um, John Bywater, at setpc on Twitter. John, how you doing? Good evening, Gav. Yeah, good, thanks, you. Good. Looking forward to, I think this is the time of year where we forget what day it is, right? So I think, yeah, we're playing on a Sunday and then a Wednesday and then potentially another couple of weeks. But hey, looking forward to um, looking forward to some playoff football. You've got to enjoy the journey, right? These, um, Regardless of the result, these, these little ones don't come about too often. Enjoy the journey. Oh, so, sorry, I thought you were talking about Eurovision. I got confused. Um, <laughs> okay, I was. I was. This, this, yeah. is, this is a Eurovision podcast. Isn't it? Fin- Finland outright. That's the only thing I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they're not Finnish. They're only 28. That's right. Only oh, yeah. a good tenuous link there. I don't know whether That's the people still listen very, to talk sport. There that is, um, there's about one person who's laughing at that. <laughs> well, I'm laughing because I remember it. Yeah. yeah, I like it. That's right. Um, we thought uh, we didn't just leave the season there last week, did we? We, you know, we we looked back over. I've got, I've got the racing post big season pullout right in front of me. Looked over some of the the opinions that we had way back in July. John, we're going to take a little look through those to take each of the divisions at the time, and we'll finish off each of those divisional recaps with just a little kind of look ahead to maybe some thoughts to where the value might be in the playoff races. 12 teams fighting for promotion across the next couple of weeks. A good time of the season. Should we start off in the championship where, drumroll please, uh, we got someone placed. It's a miracle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, Pier- Mr. Yeah. Piero. Mr. Piero, yeah. Frustrating at times, isn't he? But he's got the ability, without a doubt. He's still young. Uh, he won't be at Swansea next season. I'm pretty sure of that, and I very much mm. doubt he'll be in the championship. I think he'll probably be abroad, or he might be in the Premier League. Even. Two two seasons in a row now. Just what twenty odd goals across the campaign in the championship. Yeah, that's, that's you know yeah. solid form. Earned a move. Yeah, he's definitely earned a move, and I think I mentioned last week there. Big financial problems still, so I can't I can't see any ways at Swansea anyway. Um, yeah, we well we were championship top scorer. We were pretty accurate because we there's a lot we didn't like that was short of time. Puki, Jay Rodriguez, uh, Diaz, even though he finished quite well, Dyke, uh, Dennis. So there was loads that were like almost under twenty to one that really were silly. A lot lots of doubts against them. Um, Mm. Yeah, if you look at, I mean, the only one you couldn't have was the winner. <laughs> so just impossible. I mean, he, pre-season anyway, he, he, I think he was fourth or fifth choice at best. Uh, you needed the manager change for one, which you couldn't be sure of at the time, and you needed form that he'd never shown in England. He'd shown mm. a little bit on loan, but uh, he, he was at that stage. He was impossible. I don't think he was even quoted. So. No, I couldn't see him. I couldn't see that yeah. pond kind of looking back. And I mean, fair dues. You were. I remember. I remember the conversation. You know clearly that you were. 
I was trying to put you off Jokerez and onto and you, Gordon. Yeah, you, you put me off backing him. That was, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> even I even put you off, you know, whilst I was sat at the CBS and he was scoring two early doors. And he said, nah, he's still, I'd still back uh, Gordon to get more. <laughs> wait, waiting for Godo there. I just, I just, it did remind me when you just mentioned Daryl DK that we, we were, we were strong on who would. I, I, I said, I, I remember saying I'd still back Carl and Grant in a match bet, and I just oh, went dear. back and. I do um, remember. That, yeah. And yeah, but the both of them were poor, right? And but DK got seven, and Grant got three. So yeah, I think I think DK. That I don't really doubt his quality. It was just the injury. He, he finished the season okay, didn't he? When he got fit, so yeah, I, I'll mention him later. But oh, I, I thought a good first season step up for Thomas Asante as well, who was in the um, was in the Salford yeah. talk, which took a little bit later on in in D two. But were they? Parachute payments are done right for West Brom now, so they got they got another another team with That's a different right. summer maybe. So. They're probably going to end up with um, uh, who's the who's the guy they've got out on like uh, Caleb Taylor and yeah. um, Cedric Kipre, both lone players yeah. this season. That, that's not, that won't be a back. That'll be a it'll be difficult, but they they could do okay. Uh, in third place, you had Carlton Morris. Um, just trying to look back and see if these are possible. I'd say he, he was very difficult, not impossible, but mm. he's always had potential, hasn't he, in little spurts. But I don't think he's ever really been the first choice anywhere consistently. And you had to see that Luton were going to be as good as they've been, which was pretty difficult. And you also had to know that he was going to be establish himself and play every game. Um, mm. But fair play, he stepped up a lot on anything previously. But I, I think it's very, very difficult to find him as well. I think I, I, I haven't got it in front of me in the notes, but I'm pretty sure him and Morrison, Woodward. is it Adebayo, who were uh, the other guy at yeah, Luton, they were, right. yeah. I had a look at the, it's a terrible thing to look at the season XG and see, but he missed off, Carl Morris like overperformed and Adebayo yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, I mean, we thought, I think we both quite like Carly Woodward, Rudway, didn't we? At the, <laughs> we did, that. We but did yeah. At the start of the season, you know, I think most people, and I think it was probably, well, I think they even started the season, didn't they? It was mm. Woodrow and Adebayo. So I don't even think Morris was an automatic star. So again, he, not quite as impossible as Akbom, but nearly as impossible. So. <laughs> And we tried our best to, well, I tried my best to dismiss Burnley right up until the point at which they got promoted. 12 to 1, a bad price, 12 to 1. (laughs) So did I, so did I. Never in doubt, was it really? I've got in my notes here, you know, just properly looking back at them. This wasn't, you know, this wasn't, you know, a... Carl Morris, Jokerez, maybe Akpom type of team, was it? This was this weren't bully everyone no, off no. the park with someone who goes and scores. You know, like Fulham were last year. This no. this was I put in my notes just measured dominance, you know. J Rod, Teller, Benson in behind, you know, all in double figures, eighty seven goals, still a bit shorter what, what Fulham got last year. Even, you know, Obafemi joined, didn't he? And even he didn't see much game time, but I just um, in the end, he's probably to be applauded. Even I can't even I can't even say he's to be applauded. I've got to say probably to be applauded. <laughs> but yeah, well done, Vincent Company. For, um... Thank you. If, if you're listening, Vincent, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those. I'm looking at your notes here. 87 goals, and you think, how have they got that many? When uh, I mean, obviously they have because they won the league easily. But you just think, who's got them all? But I suppose you, you, if you share them out, then it doesn't matter. But yeah, it didn't it didn't like I say it didn't just 
just let's say measured dominance didn't bully anyone just weren't just weren't, weren't steamroller in the division or points wise it suggests they did but like I say it's just 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 good management yeah the solid only team thing that, yeah the only thing about that now I'm thinking about it is Teller missed about the last six weeks yeah, good, yeah. he did if he'd played he would have probably got to 1920 because um, I watched about that game because I was sweating Piero for a place and <laughs> He came on at half time and I thought, why are you bringing on a lone player at half time when he's not even your player? I mean, they're probably going to buy him, so that's why. But he looked way, he didn't look, he looked really off the pace. Um, so I think if he, if he hadn't got injured, to be fair, he would have probably got in the places. So there is that. In general, I thought. I've mentioned this a few times throughout the season. I thought it was a pretty poor championship renewal. I think top three in the anti-post, all underperformed. Norwich went off 11-2 to two favourites. Watford 7-1. Baggies went off at 9-1. to one. I think in a... You know, in a, in a in a fully functioning, less kind of basket case type division, I think you know, I'm being honest here, I think teams like Coventry, Millwall, Blackburn probably don't get as close as as what they yeah. did. It doesn't feel like that opportunity will come around every season. Hence the hence the importance for maybe teams like Sunderland and Coventry over the over the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, I think just a just a, a good season, good winners, um, and sets up a you know an interesting an interesting playoff round of fixtures. Um, we did put a few thoughts together, John, didn't we? I mean, I I I like Sunderland. I do. I think I think all of, out of all of the prices of all of the matchups, to me they look. You know, I like Diallo, Robertson, Clark all in behind. You know, once I, I know they've, I know they've been, you know, they've been decimated by injuries, but we've known that for weeks and weeks, right? And it's still there's some there's some still just marquee performances in there. I just um, I think Mowbray against Edwards first up feels like you know, a fascinating matchup. I think you got Luton who are gonna you know, do what they do, right? Swarm to get the ball back, quick transitions. They still feel like they're pretty direct, but but I, I think Sunderland, are, you know, pretty happy without the ball, to be honest. Um, if, oh, yeah, you, kind of, you, you kind of get the sense that they've, I think you kind of get the sense that they've snuck in, but you know, and they, in truth, if you look at their performances against the rest of the top six, I think they beat, I think they beat Borough, didn't they, at the stadium at like two nil, but you know, dominated the XG battle in the one-one draws with Luton. It's their third season in a row, you know, in the postseason, in you know, in the playoffs. I think they're pretty battle hardened. Um, I do fancy. I do think over two legs, middles will be a bit too, bit too good for us. Um, key key metric here, you know, Middlesbrough heavily kind of possession based, but eight defeats to eleven, eight defeats in eleven to, to teams in the top half. I do think it is, you know, when when they can't get the ball and they can't dictate. I think there is some questions out of possession. They do, you know, to me, they're rightly kind of favourites only because they've got us first up. But, but yeah, I don't know, John, I don't know whether you got you got any thoughts. Yeah, slight disagreement, I suppose. If we look at the prices at the moment, not, Middlesbrough 15 to 8, Luton 11 to 4, Sunderland 3 to 1, Coventry 4 to 1. Um I think I would have Luton a little bit shorter. I'm not talking massively, and I'd have Sunderland a touch bigger. Um, can't, uh, yeah, just 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 slightly. I don't think I don't think the prices are miles wrong by any means. 
Um, I see what you're saying about Sunderland, but I think a lot of that's in the price. Um, over the course of the season, Luton are the better side by quite a considerable oh, absolutely. margin. Yeah. Um, and it's not like you're getting... If Sunderland... I thought Sunderland would still be the outsiders of four here. So, um, But obviously, part of that is you're playing middles, but like you say, mm. I think... I keep mentioning this defensive crisis. Um, the latest name is Dennis Serkin was injured mm. as well. Uh, I just can't see how they can keep getting away with it. And it did show in that Watford game that when they conceded two from corners, only two corners in the game as well. Um, so the, there's a definite weakness there. I just I read an article in the Sunderland Echo where Mowbray was singling out the goalkeeping coach, actually, uh, Alessandro Baccarini. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically told him to just take control of the set plays defensively. And what he's done is he's he's basically if you I've watched a few of them back and they're what they're doing is they're swarming the keeper with the players they've got back there and they're just trying to win the first ball at all costs. They're not the the marking is I wouldn't say non existent, but it's not traditional, it's a, a mix of everything. Uh, it seems to be working to a degree, but like I said, that Watford game did show that there's only so much I think they can do with that. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at Luton, as we've said, and also something to mention, because there's not as many games, the prices for defenders are a little bit better than they have been, mm. um, which is because maybe firms are actually pricing it themselves and they've, they've got a bit more time. There'll be more interest on the game, so you should find near a kickoff the prices actually get better rather than shortening up. So that's a that's why it's always worth having a look at these games, even if you don't, at first sight, you don't think mm, prices aren't too good. It'll probably be a rarity where the prices do get better before kickoff. Um, now, for Luton, you've got Gabriel Osho, who I mentioned mm-hmm. probably a month or two ago. As soon as I mentioned him, he got injured. Um, thank <laughs> so why, why such a positive every time I mention someone? <laughs> um, he came back against Hull. He only played the first 45 minutes, but I've done a bit of reading. It looks like that was pre-planned to make sure he could be ready for this. If he doesn't start here, it will be Sonny Bradley, the club captain who has covered him the last month and it was announced this week is being is leaving in the summer. Um, so 175 games for Sonny, but not even a sniff of a Premier League contract as a reward yeah. if they do get up. Uh, but he seemed happy and he, he seemed to, everything seems quite amicable. Um, Edwards told him before the playoff because he didn't want it hanging over the, the squad. Um, whichever of those two starts... If the prices as they are, Osho's 18s best, Bradley 25s, prefer Osho to start, but I think that they will both come out a little bit. Bradley's been backed in for some reason quite a lot already. But if those sort of prices are around, I don't think I'll be able to resist that small. Um, but it, it, on the on the actual outright promotion, I wouldn't really. Oh well, I won't be getting involved. But mm. just think, just think, that's slightly wrong. As for the your game, Coventry Middlesbrough, I've got no view at all. I don't can't see any angle in that one at all. To be honest, yeah, I think people like me being like me being honest about the club I, I follow. It, I think we're anyone could look back at that recent form. It feels like we've 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 come with a wet sail. I can I I go back through all of our fixtures. It, the last good performance 
against a top side still feels like Sunderland in late February. You know, we have had we have had the easiest running of a lot of these clubs, you know, playing teams just at the right time. Blues blues the other week when they're you know, they're not fighting for anything. What Huddersfield, Reading, QPR, um, Blackpool. It looks like we're you know, we're finishing, you know, well, but you know, lots to and 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 don't forget we could have you know, it's only a it's only really a Ben Wilson goal against Blackburn a couple of weeks ago. That's probably the difference between, you know, where we were massively outplayed again in that game. You know, we, we probably didn't yeah. deserve a point. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, if we can if we can come out a Sunday with, you know, still in the tie, you know, and I am well used to heading to Coventry home games over, over the last 30 years where we've built it up and then being absolutely wind taken out of our sails. So, you know, I'd take a draw, talking to a few fans today just take a draw absolutely no doubt just head up to um head up to Middlesbrough with a chance where would you be on um what would your spread be John on the amount of pictures on social media of Luton's away end and the turnstiles going in would you would you be Ooh. pretty high on that I imagine um I don't know the, the sort of people that post that content I probably have already blocked so yeah. um It'll be uh, if, if if you if you pitched it at a million, I'd still be a buyer. There. So yeah. that's something for everyone to look forward to. Just, uh, and um, well, if, if they do go up outright, then I will be posting the David Pleat running on the pitch. Oh, absolutely! Uh, so yeah, the, absolutely. the, the jumping, jumping for joy. I love that. That's a great gift. Everyone thinks this. All those Premier League fans thinks it's think it's nice and quaint. You wait till they, you know, wait till you tell you what the away allocation is. <laughs> and try and get some wait tickets. Wait till you're getting uh, leaked on. <laughs> That's right. Literally. Yeah. Um, championship done and dusted. Uh, should we look back at League One, John? We I look back through the notes, right, and the top of the top of the headline for League One was this is the place. For progressive form, Will Keane, JCH, Ivan Tony, last three winners, they all rose to the top after some progressive seasons at the same level. So it was a type of league where you needed to hey, you, you, you earn your stripes, score a few goals, then everything clicks. And I think Connor Chaplin's probably another one that fits that profile as well. 11 the season before, now 26. Your, your views on where we ended up in, in League One? Yeah, Um I think Chaplin, I see what you're saying about Chaplin, but pre-season, I think that's impossible to find, mm. um, really. I mean, A, he's not a striker, is he? Uh, I know he's he's like a shadow striker, I suppose. Um, but start of the season, you, you wouldn't be entirely convinced that he would be like the, end up being the main man up front. Mm-hmm. It's which have been through about six or seven strikers, as I'll come on to um, later on. But yeah, it's a great season, not, not knocking him at all, and he... He's always been a very talented and sort of a seven to eleven goal man, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, I doubt he was even quoted, was he? Um, I couldn't, I couldn't see him at all against Ladapo. It proves the uh, proves the point again, really. But Johnson, Clark, Harris, as we said at the time, if he stays, he's going to be close, and he'll probably win it. Mm-hmm. If you're on him, if you're on him, and he's got twenty six, you're gutted not to get the lot, really, aren't you? Um, well, same for Chaplin, but yeah, Chaplin. Um, for a long time was I suppose a backable price and I kept thinking no he's going to fade a bit and he didn't so 
Yeah, fair play to him. Uh, in third, you had David McGoldrick. Uh, this is interesting. Um, we were both, I think, neutral on him pre-season, but the age put me off. Um, I think I need to discount that for my thoughts because these days the players, especially ones that have played higher than where they are playing now, mm. they're just in much better nick. And uh, He's played loads of minutes for his age. Derby were... Derby were a pretty tough assessment, weren't they? Yeah, because yeah, you, could, you couldn't be it? sure. It yeah. was either I thought it'd be him, and I thought Collins would play a lot more than he has, mm. um, which which most people would have done. I wasn't even sure he'd play enough, even without the age. But he's just classed for this level, obviously. So it's uh, yeah, it's not not surprising he's got the place, but I'm not sort of kicking myself about that one. Uh, in joint fourth. Joint fourth, Dan. Mm. Um, Colby Bishop was uh, my main selection at 50s just before. It was pretty obvious he was going to go to Pompey from Accrington. Um, as as we said at the time, that when it gets to pre-season again, that is the best advantage you're ever going to get in this market is keeping an eye on the transfers and... You can even wait till it's announced. You still have a couple of hours, you know, with mm-hmm. most of them because most people aren't that sad to monitor it and don't care. Um, but at least at least we've got some sort of reward. Um, I really do hate Alfie May. He's, was it he, three minutes, he, four minutes from the end? Was it something like that? Yeah, I, was, I managed to... Um, I was watching it, maybe illegally, or maybe not, but I was watching the Cheltenham game. Don't sue me, EFL. Um <laughs> <laughs> you can sue me for the, uh, the the joint place that, and it was almost it was like let's Alfie score, you know. Don't worry, um, don't worry. Especially Michael Hector kept falling out of his way. <laughs> the silly man. <laughs> I'm not annoyed at all. But the thing, the thing that was really, I don't know. It was like he was galling about it. Is he was trying too hard to score, a bit like Pookie on the same um, yeah. same weekend, and he was snatching at things. He missed a couple of absolute sitters, and then uh, they stuck. It, it just sort of goes along this whole season. They stuck Caleb Taylor up front. He caused a bit of chaos, and it all ended up at good old Alfie's feet. And it was it was so romantic. And then he got subbed <laughs> off. He got subbed off straight away. And then uh, Bishop missed the chance in the last minute as well. But at the end of the day, if you backed Bishop and you would have said he would have scored 20 goals, you mm. probably would have taken it. You, you know, you probably know that wasn't going to win, but you know, at 50s, he doesn't need to win. With um, yeah, Alfie May, I just I've got a long-standing. It's not hate. I'm only joking. I mean, he's he's a cracking player, but he. Um, there's a couple of seasons ago now, me and um, Graham Weldon, known as Chompy, who's a good friend of mine, we were both very keen on him in League Two. Mm. Um, and that season, he barely scored. Uh, <laughs> since then, he's scored 41 League goal, League One goals later. Um, <laughs> that really does sum it up, doesn't it? But he, he's now going to head off to probably Hollywood Wrexham, and he'll probably be a short price alongside Paul Mullin for League Two top scorer next season. So Absolutely gets a, gets I a can chance. have a go at him again then. <laughs> gets a chance uh, to put the uh, to League Two to rights. Absolutely. Uh, he, certainly, he certainly earned his move. I mean, uh, cracking player. But the I did also mention, uh, just to be transparent, I did man- mention Michael Smith, 16s. I backed, uh, backed him a bit bigger than that. But he never threatened. Uh, he's ended the season quite well on 17 goals. 
it's okay, but he, he could have done better than that. Um, a little bit flattered with that late season run. The also backed, believe it or not, Luke Jeffcott, who's ended up on the Swindon bench. Oh, yeah. at, um, 66s, which I thought was a wrong price. Yeah, it should have had another six on it. Um, <laughs> but some of these you look back at, you, you couldn't have predicted him moving on, really. I mean, not based on the season before, but things change so quickly. Um, this one as well, this one made you laugh. Uh, I did back uh, Gassan I had me at 125. We all I followed you in as well. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. Which if you if you didn't know anything about the season and you saw that he'd got a move to Ipswich early on in the season, yeah. you would you just want more on at 125s. But then if you realised he ends ends the season on the Burton bench, you you'd want less on. So <laughs> it kind of he started off the season quite well, didn't he? But and then he earned the move and. He just completely, he just wasn't good enough for it switch, or they didn't fancy him, or whatever. But could, you know, could be uh, one to monitor, couldn't he? Next season, a bit under the radar, um, start again. He could, he could monitor, monitor not to back him. I think he'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, been generous there, but you know, it's, uh, uh, at those massive prices, you've got to have a flyer. But if you look at the, you look at the front four, maybe without Chaplin in this league, it was a little bit more obvious, wasn't it? Mm. It was, it was get, gettable for some people, I'm sure. I put up John Marquis at a push, 33-1. to 1. He did, in fact, have nine goals from 18 starts, which is a higher goals per 90 than plenty that finished towards the top yeah. of the division. Unfortunately, they don't pay you out on coulda, woulda, shouldas. So. Um, Plymouth, you know, people dissecting that this division this year, lots of people putting stock in how much Plymouth overachieved, 22-1 to 1 before the ball was kicked, but in truth... <laughs> Just a proper football club, right? Promoted from League Two, 18th, 7th, now top. Seamless from Ryan Lowe to Stephen Schumacher. Job done, right? I don't, you know, another another club like Hardy, Ennis, Cosgrove, none of them really laid a glove on the top goal scorer market, but just solid football team, contributions everywhere. And it does feel like. You know, particularly when you're looking ahead to what's going to happen in the playoffs, it, it does feel like the three of those at the top of that division were a class above everyone else. Ipswich followed them home. Seven or four they were to be promoted at the start of the season. 101 goals they scored. But yeah, I think just three, two very good sides that have been promoted in a warmer than average heat for League One, I think. And could be more to come from them oh, both next year. It's, um, Ply- Plymouth uh, completely data-led as well. Mm. All, um, all the decisions, well, not all of them, but very highly focused on the data side of it for the last couple of years now. Um, yeah, a lot of this, like Swindon, have taken a battering because they went data-led, but mm. they've then got rid of the guy who brought it in. It, you, know, you can't just give it a year, really. It, no. Yeah, it's like it's like the selection, you know. It's like these selections. I'm looking back at this, thinking my top scorer stuff was quite good, and my outright was terrible. But that's the sample of that is like probably five or six bets. You know, mm. does doesn't mean anything, and over a season doesn't mean a lot, especially if you're trying to implement a completely different approach. Um, you can't just give up on it. I think you've either got to do it or not. So it's it's interesting. Nothing close for me at all. I think I ended up at various points taking positions on most of the bottom half to get relegated, of which none of them did. Mm. Um, I, but did uh, I, I, I did I did like MK Dons for oh no for promotion. Oh sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a there's an illustrious list of people that fancied MK Dons this year, right? But um, yeah, 
Yes, um, their budget was a lot higher. You know, they've ended up, <laughs> saw a couple of bits today that said they had quite a high budget, which I must have missed. Um, so I think they've had an absolute nightmare, really. But mm-hmm. there we go. It's going to be a pretty, Stadium MK is going to be a pretty soulless place next year. It's pretty soulless anyway, but even more soulless <laughs> next not year. No, not known for its atmosphere. Not known. <laughs> known for its roundabouts and easy parking. Uh, we we'll shall say that. I think I've shown my hand already when I'm looking ahead to the playoffs. Wednesday feel like, I think they're the shortest price of all three heats, aren't they? And think just yep. every chance they're just miles clear of the rest you know look back at it they've, they've had this run from mid-march to early april that i think was just the difference five games in two and a half weeks four of them on the road they turn a couple of those draws into a win or they just go and you know the infamous game you remember when they got beat one nil at forest green rovers they just turn that into a win and we're talking about them in the same way that we're you know everyone's eulogizing about ipswich you know they were tuning up at portman road before they came back in february i like i like Volks and Bannon in the middle. This isn't a young side, is it? There's experience everywhere. The only kind of blot on the copybook which could, you know, be a factor when we get to to final time. Barnsley beat them twice. Does kind of cloud that, you know, experience narrative a bit. You know, big big local derby. They haven't turned up twice in a season. Um, I think if that that. I think that's the first game, isn't it? On on tomorrow, on Friday. I think I think if 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 Peterborough played Sheffield Wednesday a month ago, I think this this game probably feels a bit more compelling. But since you know, in the last few weeks, Peterborough what terrible at Cambridge, invited all the pressure from Accrington. I don't think you too, you don't you don't you don't try and dissect this too much. The clues are there, and the fact that what Peterborough got beat three 0 at home to Ipswich recently just tells us probably where they sit in that hierarchy. The epitome of a puncher's chance, right? When you got JCH up front, but but Wednesday looked looked clearly the best in in um, in this heat. Um, I thought Bolton were Bolton are a tough t- side to assess, and, and particularly in this kind of short form of the playoffs. You know, very much I think you know in the Plymouth mould. You know, you think their journey, they're on a similar trajectory. In fact, the Ian Everett. It's probably ahead of schedule compared. To, they finished what ninth and now fifth since their promotion. Definitely. You know, they'd, they'd be they'd be top of my list next year if they didn't get promoted over the long form. But does that translate to the short form competition that we're about to see? Perhaps the EFL Trophy gives us some clues. I, I remember more so than more so than in previous years. I remember the build up to those those semi finals. What Bolton were at Accrington, weren't they? And Plymouth were at Cheltenham, I think. Or I forget who was at home or away, but it, that felt like that felt like you know precursor to kind of playoff football. And I know the EFL Trophy, you know, okay, they've won they've won a trophy, but they do play a round robin format at the start, don't they? And there's maybe some maybe some you know random tenuous links there to a to a potential playoff campaign. Strong defensively, don't people that are looking at the three 0 win at Barnsley back in January? Don't you forget that Mads Anderson was sent off after ten minutes in that game. So, um, Good point. And then where are we? You know, Barnsley. I guess for me, just another, you know, another tough assessment. I, I always, I always think Barnsley just need like a, just need to like poke them. It, it, it's terrible visuals here, but for listeners at home, I'm, I'm metaphorically poking Barnsley with a stick. Oh. They just need to like, you just got to kind of remind them to be interested every now and again, and they can just be, you know, complete, you know, match winners most places that you look, but interesting I think that's a that's a Bolton Barnsley I think Bolton could probably might be able to take the sting out of them early but whether Barnsley got 
kind of too much to to capitalise over two legs. But saying all of that, for me, John, easiest assumption to make is that Wednesday are probably part of a that elite class that includes Plymouth and Ipswich and they shouldn't feel too left out because they can join them both in the championship next season anyway what did you think uh, it's impossible I think um, just uh, I think the problem is I mean when I, I definitely agree Wednesday should be favourites and no, no one would no one should question that when I first looked at this I thought mm, Barnsley maybe a little bit big but I don't know now I just think I'd probably have uh, I'd probably have the prices about as they are. The best prices are Wednesday thirteen to eight, Barnsley five to two, Bolton seven to two, Peterborough four to one. Now, as we always say about Peterborough, you can't predict them, but I can't really, I can't see them really beating Sheffield Wednesday. But you just don't know. They could, mm. on their best, they're very, they're still very good, and they they show that every now and then. But I think. Obviously, Bannon's the best player in the league as a lot of the end-of-season graphs have been out this week and he's top of everything. Progressions into the box, uh, chances created from deep, progressive passes. He's, he's miles clear of everything. Now, what you said about the... I remember watching the Barnsley-Sheffield Wednesday, the game, was it about a month ago? A bit longer, maybe? Yes, yeah. The second game, and that was an interesting game because that was a game where I thought... Sheffield Wednesday looked a little bit leggy compared to the youth of the Barnsley midfield and even the defence was pressing high on them. Uh, like Thomas and Kitchen were all over them. Uh, they, I think they, trying to think, I think they man-marked Bannon for a large portion of the game. If you can somehow tie up Bannon for Wednesday, I think they're a little bit plodding. Um, they, st- they could still create without him, but if you can somehow close him down and not let him create, I think they're very much more limited. But mm. having said all that, I can't I can't really see an angle in, in the outright at all. It wouldn't massively surprise me if any of them won. Like um, Barnsley have been preparing for about three weeks for this. Mm. They haven't really been out the races the last few games. They've made more changes than any of these sides over the last month. So you view that, that Duff, most people rate Duff highly and so do I so I presume I know he knows what he's doing here so they should be definitely be the freshest side uh, Bolton still got these defensive issues but Santos was was back um, yeah. but my mind goes back to Evitt's interview where they said they'd patch him up for the playoffs when he was out for a while so I'm not sure how fit he is but he's going to play now the only thing uh, looking at the individual games, the the first set of games, Peterborough Sheffield Wednesday, I can't see anything there really. Uh, Bolton Barnes, the good old Bobby Thomas is the he's the biggest price he's been for about six to eight weeks. Um, still not a massive price, but I'll uh, just mention a gentleman called JKDS on Twitter who produced some fantastic visualizations for League One this week. Uh, his handle's a little bit different, but if you just search for JKDS, it will it will pop up. That's how I found him. Um, it showed how far clear Thomas is on nearly every defensive metric in the league, including aerial duels. Um, 
So I'd probably be, well, we'll be tempted by him if that price holds up, which, again, as I mentioned earlier, I think it probably will because it's mm. a little bit more competitive. But apart from that, I think this is, without doubt, the toughest one to have a strong opinion on. And they'll be on TV, so we might get some nice uh, shop markets as well, priced up. Which yeah, you'll be, you'll be having uh, Thomas and Kitchen to have 10 shots each. <laughs> Head up from outside the area. <laughs> yeah, to hit the corner flag and all that. <laughs> Let's step into League Two then. Vidane Oliver's still running, I think, isn't he? He's, um, uh, he's, he's, going, he's going well. He's, he's doing well in training, I've heard. He'll get there. He'll get seven years. He'll, he would have. We, we, we've mentioned this various times throughout the season. We were big on Verdane Oliver, but started for Bradford, hooked on 70 minutes in two of the opening four games. Andy Cook comes in against Hartlepool, scores two. The rest is history. Cook goes away and wins it on the board away and it's um we were cooked but the um i don't know it's one of them where i think am i right in saying i'm sure hughes didn't play cook even when he was started scoring you know he did drop him out a couple of times and he, yeah still, yeah he, he looked yeah i think you're right. he 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 looked determined to not Give play him yeah, but then had yeah, no choice I, yeah, I'm not sure he entirely fancied him, even by the middle of the season. But So I don't think, even though it hasn't worked out at all, I think, I know it's ifs and buts, but if Oliver had even scored a couple in that first month, I don't think you're going in, beyond yeah. the pale to say that he might have been involved here. But it, it was game over then, obviously. Um so yeah, I don't know. I don't think he could have found Cook because I don't think it looked like he was going to start. And to be fair, he didn't, did he? So that was, I'd say, very difficult. Unless you had a strong view that he would play enough. Um, Sam Hoskins in second. What an effort! Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm always against him because he's always way above his xG. But that that's the way he plays because he's on the wing. He's even ended up the season at right back um, but so he suffers a bit from his versatility for a goal scoring point of view he was out clear for a long time wasn't he um, uh, or, or definitely in the lead uh, I couldn't he started I, yeah he started on yeah, fire didn't he yeah, yeah. I, he, he's never going to last a season it's very difficult you shouldn't say never I mean he still ended up second but he's not <laughs> fantastic servant I don't want to knock him cracking player but he's very hard to ever really get one in this market just because that, that versatility angle goes against mm. him in the end and also he doesn't get the quality of chances because he's not a striker not an out and out striker so uh, well done to him but in third uh, Christian Dennis for 20 goals I think you could describe him as a nomadic striker uh, best return ever at 33 years old again the age thing that I keep saying I won't mention I still do uh, 33 is, is not to be worried about but it wasn't easy to A see Carlisle doing so well mm. that was nobody I never I didn't see them mentioned at all by anybody and B you couldn't really see him being first choice um, I certainly couldn't so he had a very poor spell in St Mirren before he came to um Carlisle back end of last season where he didn't do anything special so I think he was near impossible uh, in fourth you had Omar Bogle um, who was 17 talking of nomadic that is a um, ridiculously talented striker for the level just his 11th league club at wow. 29 fantastic end to the season but 
if you type in flattering player, it's him. <laughs> you know, he's ended the season like a train. He's still contracted to Newport next season. Um, I mean, he won't be a short price because you're going to have uh, Mullin, probably May. Mm. Uh, he's not going to be a short price, but I couldn't entertain him because he's just so... Uh, at the start of the season, he was the boo boy for Newport. They were booing him on and off the pitch. There was a couple of articles about that. And to be fair, he stuck it out and he's, he's had a really good last few months of the season. So, And as I say, his talent level, I think, is above League Two. But you know, there's a reason he's had 11 clubs by 29, if I don't want to be too harsh. Well, that got me excited that, that when you mentioned that, Jake. Yeah. There'll be plenty of like each-way filth in that in that division next next season. Isn't there? Yeah. The top, and then, uh, top of that mark is going to take plenty out of the, uh, the percentages. It'd be interesting to... how. This is interesting. Like I haven't really thought about this, but if May Alfie May goes to Wrexham, how would you? I'm trying to think in my head. You'd have Mullin favourite over May, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Let me just I have think, a look. But I don't think there'd be a lot in it. Um, no, I mean I was how they. In my head, I was thinking. I'm just having a it look. It might here. actually help the Mullin price. That's the thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You. You. Yeah. yeah they're not. Famous last words, but yeah, you got to you got to nail your colours to one of those masks, haven't you? At the start yeah, of the season, um, Mullin will be on the penalties as well, at least to yeah. start with. So I think I think Mullin sh- will be and should be favourite, but May might help the price. But then again, um, if May continues his last couple of League One seasons form, then but they're both they're both League One strikers, really. So mm. they're not telling anyone, anyone anything they don't know there. Um, the only if you had that top four, by the way, then um, you, you might as well. You're never ever going to get. <laughs> it's, I'd say it was impossible to back those four uh, at the start of the season. What I mean, did you have a price for Cook? There was he even. Uh, I haven't got it. I haven't got it in front of me. No. I, I managed to do the impossible. I mean, you, you'll go some way to to better Danny Hilton at twenty five to one, who I talked glowingly about. No goals yeah. in twenty six appearances. A few sleepless um, nights after backing him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Thank you. At fifty to one, Aaron Drinnen went astray. I thought that, that was, was unlucky. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was with the Orient. That's what I meant. Yeah, ultra competitive, wasn't it? Orient, they pretty much passed me by all season. I don't, I just, you know, they didn't. Apart from that defence that we were always interested in, with you know, with turns and and. Um, and uh, who's the other lad? The uh, Beckles, P- PFA chairman. Beckles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, again, just a you know good competent manager. Seemed to be like a little oh, fuss, yeah. right, with Orient. They they yeah. didn't really they didn't really cause too much fuss. Nothing really hit the headlines. Just got the job done. Stephen in second, right, it was probably the the big shock. Fifty to one outright, eight to one promotion. I did the, I did the adding yeah, up. Nice. They were they were just. Bordeaux Way was just an absolute fortress. They they only lost four, but they were only behind for thirty three minutes in all of those games. So useless stat, but they were only thirty three minutes oh, yeah. from, away from being unbeaten at home all season, which is a, a fantastic effort. But uh, yeah, then Northampton. Pleased to see Northampton join them, and we mentioned Hoskins already. Great finish, like you said, from right back um, at the weekend at Tranmere. Mm. Yeah, it's just slight surprise that. When he's been there for years, now, hasn't he? Um, Who Hoskins? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, like, like you said, just you, uh, you still couldn't have him at, at the start of a season. Just far I too... I say that every season. But <laughs> yeah. he, the thing is, he's not... I don't think he's ever that big a price because he, he has got a good scoring record. Yeah. If you go on the... The thing with... This where you go back to XG... I'm not really holding that against him because you could, if you did that the whole career, you would have had a lot less goals. Mm. So you've got to you've got to look at the player and say this is the way he plays and he's he's the main man for that team, etc. Um, so a little bit difficult. But the only, the only other one before I forget, um, just outside the place is Daniel, a guy for Crew. Mm. Um, I think he deserves a mention. Probably coming into his peak now, 25 years old, first time at League Two level. Uh, I forgot that he started at Cov, didn't he? Um, he oh, my God, man. Oh, he did, yeah. What, 20? I looked, at, I looked at his record. He had a few, not a bad record for not many games. What, so. four in 16 for us? Yeah. 26, yeah, 2016, 2017, yeah. Must have been very young then. So, mm. yeah, he, I think I think he's a, a League One performer now, or he could be. Uh, career record looks pretty strong now, especially when you factor in he's played out wide for a lot of long time um i, I don't he, he won't get crew next season will he can't be he um, looks like he's out of contract as well yeah definitely not so I'd, I'd imagine i don't know he might even get a championship but he'd definitely get a league one interest so he might be interesting depending on where he goes any thoughts john on stockport salford bradford um, carlisle pick a winner out of that th- lot uh, well, I should just mention I did like Rochdale and Wimbledon in the outright. So it's, uh, if, if I you, do remember. If, yeah. you, if you're going to be wrong, be wrong twice. Um, <laughs> good old Rochdale. Tune in, tune in pre-season though, folks. We still when it's wrong, it's variance, and when it's when it's right, it's genius. Going <laughs> um, back to your question, so League Two playoff view. Mm. I don't, not really. I think they're, I don't really, I don't really like Salford, but they are the outside of four, so not really making a big stand there. Um, Not sure the only thing really, even at the price, I think um, you're going to mention it, but your namesake is absolutely made the difference to Stockport, as we said he would. It's pretty, pretty blindly obvious. I had one disallowed at the weekend as well, didn't he? Which yeah. I just caught uh, this morning. Yeah. Is he about eight, eight to one best? Yeah, um, eight to one. I, I think you might get, you know, you might even get tens by the day. You might not, but I know it's short. But I think if you get tens, it's it's definitely not the worst price in the world. Um, Salford seem they're like they're like the Peterborough of this division, but I'm not sure they've got the. Ability to just blitz mm. one of these teams, have they? I can't. I can't see them. Like, just can't see them blitzing Stockport. However you look at it, um, just a better side Stockport, aren't they? Just yeah, state, just state the obvious. But they just look. I can't have solved. I mean, I think I've shown my cards over the last few weeks, right? Go on, Mary Apple Watch, but just um... oh, not again. Oh, <laughs> <poor bloke. laughs> he, to be, he didn't. He didn't. You know, he didn't do anything. Outstandingly bad in the defeat to Gillingham, <laughs> but um, but still High praise from you. <laughs> well done, but um, I mean that that game just that game just epitomised Salford really. Like Liam Shepherd is an absolutely terrible tackle to give away a penalty. They lose one nil. Yeah, Mansfield what? Strange. Just need one more to take one more goal to take their place. When you when you look at Salford, as you, you, there's so many opportunities just to just 
go and take go and take a have a run, take it by the scruff of the neck, and they just they just cannot at any point. I think it just makes them impossible to fancy. But yeah, I like I like if you could, you know, I like a hussy assist for a horseful goal. Sounds like <laughs> you know, request a bet coming. <laughs> that's it. That feels like yeah. That I, I, I do like Stockport. It took them a while to get going, didn't it? But I think they've picked up some good habits in the last couple of months. Like you said, Horsfall coming back seven clean sheets in his last fourteen. Since think since the turn of the year, they just feel like the side that just they just figured this division out right. And if they got going a little bit earlier, they would have they would have found automatic promotion quite easy. Love those win backs. Our old mate Carl Noyle and Hippolyte and Hussey. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just lot, feels a lot like. Of options, haven't they? A lot of. Yeah, yeah. Different and forms of attack, I'd say. Absolutely. The other game feels a lot like. They, they, they feel like two similar matchups to me in, in both of the games. I think Bradford are a lot like Salford. It's just a, just, just a clean sheet, just looks absolutely miles away. For, for Bradford I went back through the games you've got to go eight games back to a nil-nil against Crawley for the last time they've kept their opponents under a goal XG and in wow. plenty of places since then it's over two goals um, I've just put it over the kind of short form of the playoffs I'm averse to kind of looking at data and making you know wholesale judgments but there's one table that I just I feel just like tells the whole story of this playoff round if you look at expected goals against throughout the division You've got Stevenage, Carlisle and Stockport, who are top of that list, right? Two two playoff sides, one side that's already been promoted. They restrict their opponents. They feel a bit more dependable than Salford and Bradford, who are the only sides in the top seven who are in the bottom half of that expected goals against table. And everything that I see with my eyes week in, week out, just confirms that that's the case as well. I think Bradford will... This just, unfortunately, just looks like another big letdown spot for them against Carlisle. I did think this is. There's not much between most of these sides. I think this is probably the the most um, truncated market right out of the out of the three. But I am surprised. You know, yeah. Carlisle to me look like it. It looks like a. I, I'd be a. You know, it looks like a Carlisle Stockport final to me. Stockport are probably going to be too good for them, but. Um, you got you got to play Carlisle then if you think they're going to get in the final. Absolutely, really, yeah. At the price, but the I'll tell you, let's, I've just been while you've been talking, I've just loaded up the um, just to play devil's advocate, as someone said. The um, if you look at Salford against the top sides, if you like, they beat Carlisle recently three two. They drew one all with Stockport away um, a couple of months ago. They beat Stevenage three one away. They beat Mansfield five two away. I'm just scrolling. It's not very entertaining. Mm. This. I'm just. They be, they beat Northampton two one at home. I'm not cherry picking here. This is all top sides. Um, lost to Carlisle. Lost to Stockport. So it, it's mixed. But uh, beat Northampton one nil away. So they they have had a fair share of good results against the top six. Yeah. You still don't like that. You don't like that, do you? I just don't. No, no that's, I'd, I'd, I think I'd rather look at like I'd rather look at the like form against the bottom seven. I just my this opinion that I got where it's just you know they have only won what, with the bottom seven with that fourteen games. They've only won six of those fourteen. Again, there's another good example of turn upon a turn upon a big day, go and take this division by the scruff of the neck, 
and they just a lot of the times I just think they just can't get out of their own way. You know, like I said, the yeah the game on Saturday. I mean, they couldn't have asked for oh, sorry Monday. Uh, yeah, it was Monday, wasn't it? You couldn't couldn't have asked for Gillingham no, side was, at home, nothing to play that for. Was embarrassing, really. Yeah, and they've still stumbled over the line. Um, but it's, again, we talk a lot about Mariapa, but it just feels like those individual performances, and it just they just look like maybe you know what I'd say in response to <laughs> now that I've had a chance to think of a, a rebuttal. You know, maybe the two games gives you a bit more. You know, you got to turn up for 180 minutes, right? Instead of just the instead of yeah, just the. I, th- I, th- yeah. I think they'll turn up, but the other issue is they're playing softball, aren't yeah. they? So. Yeah, I think now I've looked into that a bit more. Or maybe I'd make a case for them if they were playing one of the other two. Um, uh, they would be a bit sure, of course. But even so, but even if there, even if there is anything in that, it's still a big ask to get through over Stockport. Carlisle is still uh, Melish, still serving his suspension. I think it goes across both of the. That's a big miss. That uh, is a going big miss. Forward yeah. and backwards. Yeah. Um, Feeney's out injured as well, I think, isn't he? Um, yeah, I think so. But they're not, and they, they're not a Carlisle. I'm surprised by a lack of confidence. I think, in, you know, from lots that I've, I've read and heard, they they don't they don't they've only won two two in a row three times this season. But they just feel like, you know, Paul Simpson side just feel like spoilers of the four. You know, they've they had a pretty that oh, that, loss, yeah. that loss against Salford. I think was that the was that the game that Mellish was sent off in. I think it must be, yeah. yeah. Two games ago, so it's yeah. Chaotic, from what I remember, chaotic last ten minutes when it was backwards and forwards. I think they scored three goals within the within the last yeah. ten. But you know, they went and gave Orient a good game. Just like they, they, you look at the you look at the you look at the table, and they haven't got. I don't think they got. They haven't picked up many points against the teams that are above them. But I do think they've been ultra competitive in each of those games. When you go back and look at them, these two teams played out. They played each other at well, the yeah, Valley Parade, so the first leg, uh, Bradford. They played each other back in March. It finished nil-nil. This feels like Carlisle might come and spoil it and, and that might go the same way. And then that probably, you know, <coughs> I fancy me. Carlisle in the, in the home leg. But yeah, you're right. I, th- I, th- I think I think you know what you're going to get with Carlisle. Mm. They're, gonna be, they're not going to be very bad. I don't think they're going to be quite good enough, but if the others slip up, they could take advantage. But I think missing Mellish and Feeney, I know they've got options, but I think I'd want them to be at full strength to have confidence behind them. All of these questions will be answered over the next few weeks. The great thing from a punter's point of view is, right, game, kick-off kick off tomorrow, isn't it, with Sheffield Wednesday, Peterborough Friday night, and then we've got, what, two games over each of the next few days, which is something to look forward to, get our teeth stuck into. John, any more thoughts as we bring this, as we bring this, you know, where we aspired to around about 20 minutes as we tick round to 55. <laughs> as we bring we this... Done 20 uh... minutes for about four months. You keep... <laughs> Let, let's just go behind the uh, wall there in our, in our high-tech production meeting before we started recording. That's right. <laughs> No, there's not really one, everyone. Um, you said to me, 20, 25 minutes, and I went, yeah, that's why, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that was good, mate. I enjoyed that. I was uh, chatting away. Good stuff. We will be back. Um, we'll have some stuff to do during the off-season, um, not least 
market moves and some anti-post thoughts ahead of kickoff in the next couple of months. Um, hey, whatever your playoff opinions, as always, back them with conviction, back them with confidence. If things don't go your way, hey, at least we've got some great hard luck stories, which hopefully we've been able to share with you during this podcast today as well. Be lucky. Um, like I said, we'll be back semi-regularly during the off-season, John. But um, good to talk to you. It's been a fun season. Let's see if we can back a few winners in the last few games of the season. We will try, but we will not guarantee. If you've been listening to this pod all season, <laughs> you don't really need telling that. But um, let's just have one last go at Alfie May, and you can have one last go at Mariapa. Go on. <laughs> He's, he's he's a little bit worse than what you think he is. That's that's uh, strong opinion. Strong opinion. Uh, take care, everyone. Be lucky. We'll speak to you soon.